Welcome back, everyone, to the World Class Cast. This is a free one because it's Thanksgiving, the night before Thanksgiving this show will drop. That's right. These are normally up on our Patreon side where Lance and I do World Class Championship Wrestling. We take it basically every two weeks and we drop an episode on our Patreon side at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. But we're feeling festive and in a holiday mood, so we're dropping this one. It's a free one. The other reason why it's free is because it's Thanksgiving Star Wars from Reunion Arena. Lance, how you doing, man? Hey, great. Hey, biggest time of the year, Thanksgiving and wrestling. Come on, man. You know, 83 was really hot. And this one, you know, it's pretty good. You know, for a a reunion, we haven't been at reunion since uh, last Christmas. We had a lot of things going on. And I think one of the matches on this show is one of the biggest things of the year. You know, we had to we had the death of David during 84. We had the big Texas Stadium show. Um, the Freebirds left, Adams' turn, um, you know, more syndication. But I'm going to say that this match between Gordy and Khan that we're going to see coming up is one of the most memorable things in the in the history of world class. I really think so. Uh, very memorable. It's a bloodbath. So um, <laughs> so without any further ado, like, like, uh, like I mentioned, Lance and I, for those of you who aren't Patreon members, we do world class every two weeks on our Patreon feed and we've gone through late 82, the entire year for 83. And now we're approaching the end of 1984. So this is a world class show, but we've done every single week. Again, we don't do it weekly. We do it every two weeks. So we normally take two to three weeks and um, of episodes and we combine them. And then that's one episode. But anyway, you can become a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Get access to these shows without any further ado though, Lance, I'll tell you what, let's jump into this thing because these things start airing on December 1st, 1984. So technically, you know, this is the old days. You didn't have you didn't have live TV back then, so we didn't get to see this live unless you're Lance Peterson and you were at the arena, right? <laughs> so uh, Lance was there. He got to live this one up, but let's get into it. So anything you want to mention about the December 1st, 1984 episode as we uh, jump on this one? You know, we just we just had Cotton Bowl, the big Cotton Bowl show. We had one taping, and then we're right at Thanksgiving. We're going to have another taping, and we're going to go straight into the Christmas reunion. But, uh, you know, reunion is such an intimate place to watch it. You can see it from the hard camera when they open the show. It's an intimate place to watch wrestling, no matter where you're sitting. I uh, I was usually sitting in the lower bowl, uh, higher up. I didn't have ringside back when I was you know, early teens or so. But you were right on top of the action. And Thanksgiving, just it, Thanksgiving and wrestling, as I said, it just goes together. You know, at the beginning's a little weird. They cut a lot out of the early. Um, Mark Lawrence is in the ring, and he's about to talk. Uh, we can see the girl standing in the ring, Jill Floyd. She's about to sing to open the show, but they morph into uh, Bill Mercer just going on to the first match. I mean, uh, Mark Lawrence uh, introducing the first match. Yeah, you mean the uh, video version we're watching? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's I, on, I yeah. recall it when you were there. Oh, she sang. You know, they always if somebody would sing, you know, God bless America, they would bring the house lights down. And there was like, you know, huge disco ball at the top of reunion. And they would usually play um, celebration or something cool in the gang, something like that. And then uh, or they play the theme song to Star Wars. I saw it done both ways through the years and the lights would come up. And usually the f- guys in the first match were in the ring, you know, something like a Johnny Mantel or guys like that. And in this case, it's uh, Buck Zoom off and the link. So with you saying the Link and Buck Zumhoff, the first match that they air from Reunion is Missing Link versus Buck Zumhoff. 
Uh, it always amazes me the ovation that Zumhoff gets, especially now we know his history. Not that we want to harp on the negative, but I'm always amazed at how these people cheered him. Uh, they don't go for long, but Lance, what do you have from the opening match as uh, Mark Lawrence uh, introduces them? Well, they stretch it out a little bit. You know, it's more of a squash, but gets a, it gets hot at the beginning. Link comes back. Buck has a small comeback, but you know, it's it's really uh, not much. The uh, I just you know I like to say, look at world class. We have these Star Wars huge shows. In uh, it couldn't be any clearer on the screen when you're if you're going along with us on this, or if you're watching on the network during on Thanksgiving Eve or Thanksgiving. You know, look at how lucky we are to have this crystal clear you know, uh, a production, other territories, you know, we'd see shots and clips from the big shows, but here we have, you know, live commentary, if you will, Mercer sitting ringside, which he didn't always sit ringside and do commentary, but he's sitting in ringside and it's just, a. I think it's, I think it's just makes world-class so memorable. Everybody remembers the reunion arena shows. Yeah, the, the video footage on the network for this stuff is great. If you're a Patreon member, you can you can kind of we're kind of playing along and watching with us. We're not we're not playing the whole thing, but just certain segments of it. So, uh, if you're a Patreon member, you can you can go to our Patreon page and and look at the video that we're talking about as we as we walk through it. But anyway, Lance, any other thoughts on this match? Buck loses to basically a shoulder tackle that devastates him. Uh, but any <laughs> anything else you want to say about this match? No, let's get into the good one. Yes, let's go to the good one. So the next match on the at that they air, I don't want to say on the card, but the next match that they air is the Texas Death Match that we've been building up to. It's Killer Khan versus Terry Gordy with Kerry Von Erich as a special guest referee. I, all I want to say is these guys are off and running from the start, and it's an old school brawl. And I'm gonna throw it over to you for you to kind of talk us through the rest because uh, it's a brawl. Well, I think when you think of Dallas, Texas, and a Texas death match, you think of Fritz versus everybody, Brody, um, Kaninsky, you know, Kabuki, and Brody. And here we have one that lives right up to it. You know, you didn't see those Texas death matches uh, air. You know, it's usually a dark match no matter what. You know, you didn't see things like this uh, because it left it to your to the imagination. And if we show, saw Texas death matches every day and they were filmed, they wouldn't be so special. But here it is. They are showing it, and they are going to give it their all. And for the next 18 minutes, it's just a different time because this is getting serious. Gordy gets into the ring, you know, it, with ba Bad Street USA playing. This is exactly the uh, year anniversary of Bad Street USA starting to be their, being their theme song. They came out to it last year at Reunion on Thanksgiving, and here we are and everything. And, of course, uh, Gordy's basically a, a face here. You know, he's still kind of a tweener. You're not sure where he's going with as far as Von Erics are concerned, but he's against Akbar, and that's all that really matters right here. He's getting cheered. Um, we see Kerry as the referee, and by watching the syndicated show, I mean we haven't been told that Kerry was going to be the referee at all. But you know that's played up more on the Fort Worth show. And for people that don't always hear our shows or uh, understand, there was the syndicated show that ran on Channel 39 in Dallas, and there was also a Channel 11 show that came on Fort Worth uh, out of it was the Fort Worth matches on Monday nights, and it would air on Saturday night. That show was geared towards selling tickets to the local fans and things like that. We'd see a lot more angles to build up, you know, selling tickets to the locals. Uh, unlike the syndicated show, which Mercer kind of generalizes, he never has specifics. He'll say something like, oh, we have a big mixed tag match coming up. And then all of a sudden, finally, we 
it's on an episode, but he never he never will give those those specifics. It's always Mark Lorenz from the Fort Worth show. But as we see, uh, they start brawling fast, and Gordy is immediately pushed out of the ring. Um, he's uh he comes up bleeding. He's just as bloody as can be. Uh, he he got thrown out. Khan reaches through the ropes and runs Gordy into the ring post. They uh they film it while Gordy's face down, which they shouldn't <laughs> have. But immediately they switch to the Carrie uh, and Khan getting into it in the ring, kind of as a distraction. Mike, what did you what do you got right there? You got anything to throw in real quick? Yeah, I had the same note. You, when when Gordy goes into the ring post and he goes down and to you know cut himself and blade. They they shoot they you can't see what he's doing because it's above him and his head is down. But when he finally comes up, you're like, you know, now that we're older and we know how all this works, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, he was juicing. Uh, so I don't have anything else at this point. I, I do have something later. I just felt like, at, you know, as they get into this thing and there's just blood everywhere. I mean, there's a puddle of blood in the ring where at one point Gordy is is pinned in the ring or, or you know, there's a fall that's counted. <laughs> this uh, this thing gets this thing is bloody, man. Like, okay, you know, we joke a lot about you know nowadays wrestling. There's a this is awesome chance, and there's you know fight forever, and all this other mumbo jumbo in the in the modern wrestling community. And I'm not trying to knock that stuff because I mean, like, like I don't follow the modern stuff as much as Lance does, but I can tell you, man wrestling was just so much different. We talk about it every week on the show on the NWA show, but it's just amazing how these guys don't do anything besides punch and kick and slam each other. And, and they're bleed. having a bloodbath <laughs> this whole time. And the crowd is really, really into it because like Lance said, it's Gordy versus Khan. And you know, that's basically Gordy versus Akbar. If you really want to put it down like that and devastation incorporated, but man, this is a, it's a bloodbath. It's a war. I remember, I think it was a longtime Patreon member, Robert Silver. He said, man, uh, I think he told me on Twitter a couple of months ago. He's like, I can't wait to to get to y'all get to the Thanksgiving night with Con and Gordy. And I was like, yeah, anybody who's a world-class fan probably remembers it. And the thing about this is Lance and I have said this on the, on the Patreon shows a number of times, man, killer Con didn't really do anything for us. Like we were just like kind of bored with him. He just, there just wasn't no sizzle to the steak, but I got to say for this match, yeah, he brought it and Gordy brought it and it's an all out war. And that that's kind of what I had from this in a nutshell. Let me keep going on this. You know, uh, somewhere in there, we just saw that Khan uh, did get the first pin of the match. He came off with the both knees off the top rope and go- and got the one, two, three on Gordy, who's, you know, down and bleeding like he's, uh, you know, out of it. So tired and everything because he's lost of blood and uh they used the 30 seconds in between for Kerry and Khan kind of to face off. But, uh, and they'll show a replay of that in there. Mercer does say that Fritz never lost a Texas death match in his career. And I got to call a little BS on that. He did lose Christmas 81 at reunion arena to Kabuki. Uh, that's on the network. Now I had it on disc for years, but, uh, it is on the network now. And that's a, that's a really fun match to see Fritz and Kabuki. That was some of the Fritz Kabuki matches, uh, were kind of something that I always thought I would never get to see. And it wasn't until just a few years ago I got it on a DVD, and now it's on the network. I always consider that kind of gold. I always wanted to see early Kabuki because uh, he's one of my favorites. And anybody who watched World Class, you know, he's such a, a character that, that everybody uh, kind of gravitates here. Everybody remembers old Kabuki and stuff. But look at Gordy. You know, Gordy's, you know, here bleeding and everything, but he's truly got this insane 
endurance for the big guy. You know, he just keeps on going during this match. They are just, it just bleeding. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the serious blood yet. It's still coming down uh, after the first mat, after the first pinfall. They're they're just again kicking and punching. Mercer does uh, jump in right here and say that the Midnight Express are coming into town, which is gonna you know that's gonna be happening really fast. Uh, finally, uh, Con throw, uh, Gordy Con's throws Con out of there. Now, <laughs> what'd you say? I said Con's getting his juice now. Now Con's cutting his his face down gigging an artery i tell you the camera's on top of him for a moment until they uh they the distraction um you know gordy's back on the apron he runs his head into the the metal there in the corner and uh when con comes up right here this is just insane this is where it just this incredible visual the blood going down gordy's face um it's just it's just crazy for the blood. Now I know a lot of people, you know, it's just not into it today. But you got to understand at the time, this is you know that was selling magazines, that was doing all kinds of stuff. Um, he has just cut himself all over. It is a deep cut. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be pools of blood in a second. Uh, yeah, I want to mention there's going to be that puddles Mark, in the ring, man. It's going to be crazy. Now while it's playing here, I'm going to mention a couple of things. Mercer mentions that Kerry is the new American champion. And, you know, I, I want to say it wasn't mentioned on the last set of tapings, the last two episodes. We didn't. Kerry had already beaten Gina Hernandez for the, for the American title, but nothing was mentioned. And I've got to say that's because I think it was – they kept the American title off. They weren't sure who was going to go for it at Christmas as far as the cr- crowd and the fans. And if they had said that Kerry was the American champ, people might have already assumed that he would get the title shot at Christmas. And we got to sell Thanksgiving tickets first. So we don't hear anything about it until this show. Again, the Channel 11 show was would have it on there. But the syndicated show for people out of town that might be coming in, you know, they might have wanted to make a choice between Thanksgiving or Christmas coming into town. Um, there we see Gordy does get the second fall, and he's all excited. Khan is down and out of it. Um, it is, uh, it's just, it, this blood is now we're getting to see the pool of blood underneath Khan and there's going to be some close-ups in a second. And remember, this is really early in the show. This is about the third match in the show. This ring is going to be a stained mess by the time we get to the other main events and everything. The hepatitis was flowing, brother. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm <laughs> but uh, you're right. The, the blood is flowing, man. Gordy's got it all on his body, his chest, his face. They, they are a mess, man. They are, like I said, man. They're 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 going at it. This is a war. It, it, this is truthfully. Look at the puddle of blood that on when, Khan's head. When right Khan raises his head, he's flat on his back, but he'll raise his head a couple of times, and the swimming pool of blood underneath it is. Uh, it's it's just seriously gruesome. It really yeah. is. Now we see you see Akbar get in for a second there. He's actually uh, in his tights because he's going to have a match coming up later in the card. Uh, Gordy, they're still going at it. Mercer mentions that Billy Jack's coming into town and going to start in world class. And that's you know when Kerry Von Erich had the title earlier in the year, him and Billy Jack just took tons of pictures while he was defending the title in Florida. And so they're uh, you know the magazines would push Kerry and Billy Jack as the sexiest men alive and things like that, <laughs> crazy stuff. But uh, big body slam by Gordy, you know, carries in there. Um, a couple of times, Kerry forgets that he's the referee get, doesn't go for the pin. Yeah. He's watching it. There's, there it goes right there is, uh, Gordy's on him. Kerry forgets. He's the referee. He's watching it and goes down the, only for a two count on con. Um, 
You know, we saw Flair bleed his guts out in a world-class match uh, last year at uh, the State Fair Coliseum in the big match with Kevin. We've seen blood, but we haven't seen this, uh, you know, massive double juice like this. I mean, we won't see that. This is definitely the bloodiest match that aired in world-class. The second would be that didn't air would be Gordy and Bruiser Brody at the 86 Texas stadium show. And that was pretty nuts right there. Bruiser Brody beat, uh, beat Gordy in that one as Gordy was leaving to go on to a UWF to be a champ. But this is definitely the biggest double juice that you're going to see. I might as well. I don't know what's bigger, you know, a a double juice like this. I know some guys probably come up with ones, but (laughs) it's hard to top this one as it keeps on going. Well, Lawler and Lawler and Carrie. When... Well, Carrie, Carrie was covered in blood in that super clash. Of course, yes, but yeah. not Lawler. Lawler wasn't bleeding in that match. In well, the, no, uh, I, I, in the super I was clash three. No, I was, I was thinking just more total blood. I mean, Carrie, I, he was pretty. Yeah, it was nasty, yeah. and he had on white white uh, trunks to ex- accentuate the uh, the blood <laughs> and stuff. But if you're not, you know, we're not over-exaggerating this blood if you don't have the video on. You know, there's just two wet pools of blood on the mat and a <laughs> bunch more spots that are, you know, soaked in already. It's it's truly insane. The network just gets, you know, it's, it's a beautiful shot of it. It's just, I know, you know, younger fans don't understand what was going on at that time. But this was, you know, all over the magazines. Either it was the pretty boys on the magazines or it was blood and guts. You know, it was one or the other. <laughs> It's it's yeah, mesmerizing, it's, is what it is. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's even true. more mesmerizing because if you watch modern stuff, you just generally don't see this. That's the other part of it. I mean, it's for the most part, you 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 just don't see this anymore. So, well, Gordy misses the double knees coming up, and there's going to be a, a a spike by Gordy that puts Con down. And it, you know, it it looks like uh, I like the way this is. I think this is Khan's best performance. Here goes the spike, and Khan is going to be all the way put out. But the way he flails his legs on and on during this, we're at the seventeen thirty four mark right here, where he has the spike on, and Khan just, you know, is working the legs like a champ. Like you know, the the people at the top of Reunion Arena can see the situation going on. Carrie's in there a little close, you know, messes the camera view up there. But the hard camera looks good. Khan is kicking. He's weaker. He's weaker. And then until, until finally he's out. I really like that. We've been busting Khan's balls about just being a nothing since he's been in Dallas, since the uh, Texas Stadium show. And here, I think he really earns his money for the night. I think I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> now, so Khan's got uh, Khan is out here, and that's going to be uh, another fall. And we're going to have the 30 seconds. I uh, I think they give away something right here. There's the pin right there. If you're watching the the uh, the video, um, I think they give away that it's kind of beginning the end because Oz Coleman, the uh, the the cameraman's going to get all the way into the ring, and uh, we get the 30 second count. Oz after the 30 second count. Oz stays in the ring and Carrie starts this 10 count and uh, it's Carrie gets to eight on the count. And that's when Akbar interferes with Carrie and uh, 
no 10 count was made, but Mercer says Gordy wins uh, a little preemptively. Um, and down the aisle comes the missing link to save, uh, save the other member of uh, Devastation Incorporated. Now, listen, right now we only have two members of Devastation Incorporated, the link and con. And I want you to remember that because that's kind of important coming up. That's why, uh, that's why Akbar's donning the tights. We hadn't seen Akbar wrestle since, you know, last Thanksgiving he wrestled Mike. Um, trying to think if he's had a match since then. But anyways, Akbar interfered with the uh, with the ten count. Carrie uh, and Akbar are going at it. Gordy's just kind of standing over to the side, and down the ring, hit down the aisle comes uh, the missing link. Carrie uh, gets the link off of Gordy. <laughs> yeah, link goes straight for Gordy. Gordy Carrie gets. Uh, Carrie gets the link off Gordy, and uh, Gordy's back up. He saves Carrie and from a two-on-one and throws Khan out. They double-team link, link for a second, and they clear the ring. Gordy's just going nuts in the ring. <laughs> He's just Terry Gordy. I mean, a legend and just, you know, fantastic. We've seen such such great work from him over the last two years. He uh, it's been fantastic. He went off to the WWF, and it, you know it didn't work out with him and the Freebirds. He's gone to Japan now a couple of times. He's come back to Dallas to re up this uh, feud for the holiday shows with Khan, and uh, he's just uh, instantly a famous. There he is doing his flop in the ring, excited, just going crazy. The Link tries to bring a chair in, but Kerry you know stops him. <laughs> it's, it's it's just great. And look at Gordy, you know, selling that he's tired as it can be and stuff. Carrie gets on the mic, explains that since uh, you know the the it was interfered with the the ten count that he uh, he says that Gordy would have won that Link uh, that Khan would have been down for the whole ten seconds, and that's a uh, that's about it, isn't it, Mike? That's they that's it. They cut it off right there, don't they? No, <laughs> no, not quite. One of the biggest things in world class right here. Um, Kerry tries to shake uh, Terry Gordy's hand, and Gordy will not do it. He just won't do it. Kerry decides to go off down the aisle in a second, and he gets almost under the tunnel when uh, Gordy says, Von Eric, you got any guts? Get back here in the ring. You, you want to play that, Mike? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. It's about two minutes. Here it is. Hey, boy. You finished the match at the seven count. In my opinion... Referee's opinion, Khan would have been down the full 10 seconds. Terry Gordy is the winner. Terry Von Erich raising the hand of Terry Gordy in triumph. A battered, a bleeding, a maimed Terry Gordy. The winner, and look here, Terry Von Erich sticking out his hand, but Gordy just looks with a question. They're vast, long-time old enemies. The Von Erichs and the Freebirds, and the Freebird says no way. And Kerry Von Erich walks away. And the crowd reacts. A nice gesture on the part of Kerry Von Erich. A nice gesture as Kerry leaves the arena, and Terry Gordy looks at him. There goes Kerry, the special referee. Oh, Kerry, uh, Terry's hey, coming. Terry's coming over here. Get to the boy. You're playing hard. Right, Interfere this week. Uh-oh. I think we've got the old nemesis, the war between the Von Erichs and the Freebirds. 
Looks like they're ready to go after it as Gordy. Gordy sticks out his head and clinch it. What a turn of events. I thought Terry Gordy was going to Terry in the carry by Harry with Terry. Terry, bam, bam, Gordy. Sticks out his hand in friendship and fellowship with his former old nemesis, Terry Von Erich. And we'll be back with more excitement of World Class Championship Wrestling in just a moment. Well, there you heard it. Uh, it looks like they buried the hatchet, Lance. What do you think? I, I think it should have been the end of the show, actually. And that's the third match on the show. And I think it should have ended if it, if you known... They couldn't have known how perfect that match was going to be. <laughs> they just couldn't. Have. It was perfect. It was a great end of the show match. I mean, end of the show. Yeah, end of the show match. And for Kerry and the Freebirds and Von Erichs to, you know, bury a hatchet, if you will, right there at the end of the show. That should have been it. Everybody, that's it. That's the show. But no, they, uh, you know, that was just the third match. <laughs> I, uh, I, think it, I think it could have just been in. You've already gone 30 minutes on just that match. And there's two two more full, basically two full episodes to go. They plus they encore match. They encore this on the December eighth episode. So anyway, I wanted to point that out. How I like honestly, I, I'm not gonna sit there and tell you that the rest of the show is bad because I mean there's Kevin Von Erich and Chris Adams, but man, after you see Gordy and Khan and then the burial of the hatchet. I did nothing's gonna top that in my opinion. I mean, nah, it's not uh, maybe I shouldn't say that because Chris and Kevin is is good, especially what happens at the end. But Con and Gordy, whew, what a war! And then they finish it with the the handshake, and yeah, that was that was some really good stuff, man. So what a match, what a finish! And I agree with you. If they'd have known it would have went that well, they probably would have closed the show with it. I uh, I don't know that I gave it did it justice. I hope people will look at that if they've never seen it and see the pools of blood and they'll understand that we were not over exaggerating it. Yeah, it was it's pretty damn incredible when you watch that match. Again, it's the December first, nineteen eighty four episode of World Class, and Khan and Gordy they literally take up half the episode with just their match. So there's that. All right, Lance. Anything else before we keep going? Now let's roll. So Bill Mercer is about to interview Sunshine and. Let's go to that right now. Earlier, we had a chance to talk, and it certainly was a great pleasure again, to talk with the lovely Sunshine. And here is our interview. The last time I had a chance to talk to Sunshine was just a brief moment when you landed at a cotton bowl in the helicopter and helped uh, your Aunt Stella. And since then, Aunt Stella's had a haircut, so you, uh, you've got yes. things on your mind, I imagine. Well, as you know, I came down to be at the cotton bowl to be with my Aunt Stella May. And I went back home to Florida. Well, since that time, that terrible thing happened. They cut my Aunt Stella May's hair. That can't be tolerated. Now, I'm sure you'd feel the same way. Right. And I'm back. And I'm back to stay. But right now, like everyone else from across the world, I'm here at Reunion Arena to see the fantastic uh, extravaganza, the wrestling. And it's a, it's a big show tonight. And then, of course, I'm also here for the upcoming match that my Aunt Stella May has with Andrea the Lady Giant, and You'll I will be, be there. Yes, I most certainly will. And protecting her interests, I'm sure. Definitely. Now, that brings us up to date. What about the future? What about her, What are your plans now as you've come back? Well, Bill, uh, 
I do have a surprise. Oh, do you? What is that? A, a big surprise. Uh, well, we'll just wait on that. Right now, my priority is uh, to help my Aunt Stella May out, but we'll wait on that, <laughs> and I'll tell you a little bit later, maybe next time we meet. You can't, can't sneak us a little hint here, huh? <laughs> No way. All right, but it's great to have you back. Well, thank you. Sunshine, right back here with us, and uh, we'll be back with more world-class championship wrestling. Ah, uh, things are always better with a little sunshine. Lance has a tube of lubrication now for that one. Oh, we love Sunshine. I tell you, you know, we've watched her grow up. You know, she's 21 when she started, came in with uh, with Jimmy Garvin, uh, April of 83. We've seen her go through so much, and now here she is. I kind of call this Sunshine 2.0 since she, she was gone for uh, six months and then returned at the Cotton Bowl. You see the people right now, at the end, of, right before that interview, they showed up, they said we were going to commercial. You saw guys climbing in the ring with rags trying to soak up this blood, and they're from the distance right before they after the sunshine interview you see them in the ring trying yeah. to sop up the blood literally sopping up the blood and as we go to mike and gino in the next match there it is the, the ring is covered oh it's covered it's covered real quick for those who i mean because honestly you know all of these are behind our are on our patreon page for people who don't know when she says andrea the lady giant that's her right there uh nicola roberts aka baby doll is who she's referring to that's who her aunt is feuding with so i just want to point that out for people who i i'm gonna assume 99 percent of the audience listening to this knows that but if you don't i just wanted to help you out with that so that's where we're going with that anyway uh good good promo right there we'll have to stay tuned to see what comes of sunshine and whatever this surprise may be and with that said the next matchup is Mike Von Erich versus Gino Hernandez. I'll throw it to Lance. Lance, what do you have from this one? You know, instead of going through individual notes on moves during this match, let me just say that they worked at a really quick fa uh, pace here. Um, I know Mike got the uh, the title, the American title, for a moment this year, and he got wins on Hayes and Roberts that we had seen uh, earlier in the year. But in this match, he does not look green. I think he really ups his game for the re this reunion show. You know, last year's Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, he was so inexperienced. Now, you know, it's no problem. And the crowd's frenzied during the whole match. It's all about watching Mike with the you know, right frame of mind. You know, he's exactly one year in. And, of course, it's Gino leading it. You can see Gino position him for the ref bump late in the match, and um, I just I love the love the uh, the trip that led to the Gino pin um, right in there. Uh, Baby doll trips uh, Mike, and he just goes down perfectly. I uh, you know I I just uh, still think Mike was uh, coming into it when he uh, when he got hurt. I'm not gonna. You know, I never put down Mike. I think he was under the microscope, as we've said a million times. I'm just repeating this for the uh, people who have never heard us before. I think Mike was coming into his own. He was under the microscope from the day he began wrestling in Thanksgiving of 83. Unlike his brothers, who were not under the microscope, who were not on national television uh, when they started. You know, I would like Mike to have a little more meat on his bones by this time. He's getting there, and at points he does, you know, have a little more size. But in no way do I think Mike looks like a nervous kid out there that he did a year ago. No, you summarize it well. We, we've beaten that drum when he first came in, how, you know, most of us, I mean, like you, like me, by the time I saw David and Kevin and Kerry, they had already had years in the business. So it's really unfair to compare their experience and how they looked in 1982 and 83 to how Mike looked because we didn't get to see them going through their, you know, green, green, green years like we are with Mike. And I think Mike gets a, 
unfair shake. Not that I think he was all that great. I just think he's young. I mean, like you just said, he's only a year in right now. And I think he did okay for only a year in. Is he small? Yeah, but he's not Chris Von Eric either. So let's, you know, you know, pump the brakes when we're talking about small. Uh, I think Mike gets a bad rap because the problem is when Mike gets sick, that's where people need to look at what Fritz did and not really Mike and blame blaming Mike because uh, and we'll we'll get to the, we'll get to that point. So I don't want to talk about that tonight. But, you know, I mean, we've had this talk at Lance and you and I both agree on how we feel. You know, Mike kind of gets a bad rap. We, we, we both have come to agreement and both of us, you and I have watched extensively his matches, even within his first year. And look, is he great? No, but he's. He's fine. It's not he's not horrible. He's not out there embarrassing himself for the most part. I mean, do you see him miss certain things? Sure, absolutely. But you know, back in eighty four, we didn't see that shit. We didn't right. And shit. I and I I just have to throw in he's no uh weakling as far as he takes a beating. He is a tough son of a gun. We've seen yeah. him getting thrown out of the ring plenty and splat and things like that as as Bronco takes a splat there and, and they go to the finish in a minute. Um Mike is, you know, a tough man. I'm I'm just gonna say that right now. He is no wimp by any means. And he is in here in the middle of Reunion Arena. There's eighteen thousand people in this. <laughs> you know, it, it, we've seen him take he takes his bumps. That, I guess that's the, what I'm getting at. He takes his bumps. And uh, so I just, I've enjoyed watching Mike from when he started early last October. You know, he started doing the, uh, the angles leading up to his first match. And then here we are a year into it. Anyway, we've, uh, he, we've he, about he, gone he, into it. Yeah. He holds his own. That, that's all. There's the trip say, right there. I like that. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, we saw some people that couldn't do things like that in the modern era. And, you know, Steve McMichael couldn't do this kind of stuff. You know, he looked like shit in the ring to, as far as I'm concerned. This, you know, this Mike's capable as can be. Yeah, so what Lance is describing there is um, Andrea is trying to interfere and in, in she gets hit by accident with the knee to the head. Andrea then helps from the outside trip Mike as Mike is coming off the ropes. Gino then hits Mike with an elbow and Mike's get, Mike gets pinned. Andrea was late actually trying to hold down Mike's leg, but we'll kind of let that pass because yeah. it happens. Uh, David Manning, Von Eric, as we like to call him sometimes, it's a joke. We're not, it does nothing malicious, <laughs> comes out and says there was shenanigans and uh, David Manning actually awards the match to Mike, but the belt doesn't change hands. So Gino is still the Texas champion, and there you have it. It's a holiday show. It was a non-title match, but uh, it uh, it was a it's a holiday show. It's the Von Erich show, and the Von Erichs get the win. They 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 might not have done that if it had been a a, a house show, you know, a sportorium show, or you know, the Fort Worth Star Wars shows. The Von Erichs lost all. I have tons of headlines from the newspapers every time they uh, were in Fort Worth. It seems like the Von Erichs lost, but here it's a holiday show. Everybody's feeling good, so Mike gets the reverse decision. So we then move to the next match, which is Jake Roberts and Kelly Kaniski versus Iceman King Parsons and Kerry Von Erich. Uh, I'll just mention Kerry and Iceman win when Iceman hits Kaniski with a sunset flip. I don't really have anything else from it, Lance. And I'm not saying it was bad. It just, when I think about Thanksgiving Star Wars 1984, this is like one of the last matches that come to mind. Yeah, give me give me Jake and Kerry in a singles. 
give me something. Um, this is this is just a nothing. Um, let me go into it real quick. The story is Butch Reed was supposed to team with Jake here, but he got pissed off and and, and with the office and quit. But I've got to I got to call some BS on that because this is Thursday Thanksgiving. Earlier in the week on the regular Monday night, the Monday before this on the Fort Worth show was Carrie and Reed had their third arm wrestling match. Now they had had one on Labor Day. They had the one at uh, the Cotton Bowl that we saw a couple of weeks ago, and this is the third one was on Monday night. That's the one where. They were supposed to arm wrestle over scorpions, but they came up with some animal rights thing and changed it to cigars. And they didn't film didn't film it. I've never seen it. I did have an article from the paper years ago that talked about it, that the last second they went from scorpions to cigars. Uh, <laughs> I think Kerry did win. I guess uh, Butch got burned or, you know, looked like he got burned. But that's what happened. Anyways, so if, if Reed had just quit after Monday, he would still be listed in the program, and he's not. And, of course, y'all all know on the Booking the Territory that I have all the ter- all the programs, and <laughs> uh, and he is not listed in the program. It is always Gino and, and uh, I mean, I'm sorry, it's always Jake and Kaninsky. Plus, we had already seen uh, that Jake was now tutoring Kelly a week or two ago. So the Reed thing doesn't really add up uh, as far as, you know, supposedly being in this match. Um, but again, this match just didn't have any storyline buildup. It's just a place to put Carrie and Ice. Carrie kind of taking a back seat in this show because we're going to see him, uh, as I said earlier, he's the American champ and he's going to get the title match at Christmas with Flair. Yeah, this is. I mean, look, uh, I say this all the time on the NWA show. We make jokes how all the old timers go, everything was airtight, brother. Every storyline was perfect. Every match. No, it wasn't. This is thrown together. And especially when you watch it in 2019, you're like, Jake Roberts and Kelly Kaniski versus Iceman and Kerry. Um, sure. There's literally, like you said, there's no storyline. You and I have had the talk on this show about how the, there was like a sense of a disconnect with Jake. As much as Jake was great in Mid-South, and in UWF, uh, and then of course WWF later on, in world class, I just my memories of Jake are faint, and it's because I just don't feel like he was really truly. Okay, I mean he was involved in a six man thing that we saw at the Cotton Bowl, but I just I don't know, you know, I don't want to beat that dead horse either, but it just. And I go back farther, you know, I go back to him on TBS with, uh, you know, being part, you know, with the, you know, the Road Warriors, you know, being Legion of Doom in that era right there. And I go back, you know, seeing him, I see him as a huge star coming in and then coming here. Well, you know, of course, going to Mid-South, doing other things, but then coming in here and, uh, you know, it's just. I don't know what else they could have done. They gave him, you know, he's in that six man mate, he's six man world champion right now. I don't know what else they could have done, but it's just he didn't connect with the Dallas audience. And of course, he's yeah. going on to bigger and better things, as you said. It's just it's just one of those things where it's like you can't say it was him because, again, look at the connection he had with us as Mid South fans. So it wasn't that. It just it just I don't know how else to explain it other than to say when I saw it back then and then rewatch it now, it's just kind of like. It just feels weird and odd and has a just a blah feeling to it. There's, you know, really nothing else I can say. Well, the you know, the federa- the, the federation, the company here is going to more pretty boys than just the Von Erics and Chris Adams. Now we've got the Fantastics. So the girls are now up in the game. And I don't think that he was the 
the guy for the girls who are buying the tickets because this this audience is multiplying by the second of girl teenage girls with the mm-hmm. um, introduction of the Fantastics. Uh, and I truly believe that. Now, at the end, it all kind of breaks down. Bronco's doing his double arms extended that me and Mike always laugh about. Jesus, you know, it's just classic, that. you know. Uh, I think on the uh, ice gets the pin, and it's a special uh, occasion because I guess it, because it's a Star Wars show at the end. Bronco actually got, drops to both knees to count the pin as ice gets it. <laughs> We always make fun of old Bronco, but I'll tell you what, Bronco is pretty smart. He's going to save that effort till the finish. Of course, he's not going. <laughs> look, he's oh man, he killed. Look at he's got the arms. There on the it is. Side I right love the double right. arms. You know, there he is. Oh, it's all man. breaking down right there. It's the uh, so. There it is. There's there's stop, there. Stop, guys. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Yeah, he's he's uh, old Bronco. Here he goes. Down on both uh, knees. Both knees. He's the pin. Both knees. Get he never goes down on both Look knees. how fast he gets up. So Bronco's putting on a little show sometimes that he's an old fart, but uh, he knows what he's doing. And of course, he's yeah. he's part of the office. He's helping to book things. He's running the spot shows from the from the locker room and and also referee. And you know that seemed like a two-hour show right there we watched that episode and you had all that in the middle and then that that match went on a little while uh but it was only 42 minutes you know um it's funny because gina i think that mike and gino probably should have been on after the buck and link match and then the texas at least put texas death match on the last thing on this show but it's uh you know it's the reunion arena it's all about the uh the von erics in the spotlight you know and they were the ones selling the tickets uh, you know, as as opposed to the Fort Worth shows where the Von Erichs would lose and everything, um, it's uh you know it's it it was a great episode for that it, one of the most memorable episodes you know as we said with Gordy and Khan. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else from this uh, episode, which is December first, nineteen eighty four, Lance? Now nah, let's keep rolling. All right, so uh, one second, let me um, let me move to it. So basically, uh, they broke up the the Star Wars show into the December 1st and the 8th episodes of World Class. So we go to December 8th, and literally, the first thing they do show on the December 8th episode is an encore presentation of Gordy versus Khan, and I think they realize, holy crap, we had a great thing with that match. So they they basically show that match again, and, I mean, can you blame them is all I can say. Lance, any other thoughts on that? We kind of talked about that one for, like, more than half of the last episode, so I'm going to assume you don't have anything, but I'll throw it no, to you. No, and they do. did start just right near the end. They didn't show the whole match, but they you know, they showed enough of it. They wanted to make sure they got that Von Erich Gordy uh, handshake in so that we knew that Gordy was solidified as a uh, as a face. Unfortunately, Killer Khan has gotten pissed off at the, uh, the office. He's going to be around about another week. We won't see him on any more episodes, and he's gone back to Japan. I believe that um, he had friends that were starting a federation. I've heard that before, and I should, if I knew my history more, um, some, some group was starting back up, and he went back over to Japan and left the company high and dry when they had something planned for Christmas, and it's going to cause the Christmas match to be just a little flat since, uh, again, that if, if Khan's gone, it's Link and Akbar or Devastation, and we don't have time to heat anybody up for the Christmas show, but we'll get into that down the road. Yeah, we got um, we got another, we actually got another set of um, recordings. We got one more recording we're going to do uh, on our Patreon side after we do this one, 
And then they actually don't air the Christmas show until January. But we'll save that for another time. The next match we go to is the PYTs, the Pretty Young Things, Norvell Austin and Coco Beware versus the Fantastics for the American Tag Team titles. They gave this match a ton of time. I, I mean a lot. Um, I've got the Fantastics winning, but this thing went on for a while, and I will say this, and I'll throw it to you. The crowd loved it. They loved the finish. They erupted when the Fantastics won. And, you know, like to the point you made earlier, uh, the girls are loving Tommy and Bobby, and I'll leave it at that. Any other thoughts about this, Lance? Cause, uh, they had a, <laughs> oh, Norvell, they had a nice little Norvell match. Austin. Norvell Austin, the <laughs> pretty young thing, <laughs> I tell you. Oh, it's, it's great. Somewhere in there, Mercer in there says, Coquil Ware, the unprettiest of the two. I think he got that backwards <laughs> because, you know, Norvell, he's a little tough to look at sometimes. Well, he uh, said, Mercer said on one of the other shows we reviewed, if I remember, they were showing up Norvell when they were announcing him in, and Mercer, this sly comment that we'll probably get him kicked off of TV nowadays, says something like, I don't know if I'd call him pretty. I mean, look at this guy. Uh, you know, I can't remember his exact words, but <laughs> I swear, man, he might get kicked off of TV with the comments he made back then. But anyway. I'll and, of course, I got? know that Norvell's, uh, you know, was a big time, you know, had plenty of main events in Memphis, you know, before this. And then Coco's right. going to go on to such great heights and everything. Yep. Um, the Fantastics doing that, I like it during the match. They, they you know, they're, they're playing up to the fans unlike anybody does today it's crazy they're doing those blind tags where they they clap their hands even though they didn't really make a tag and jumping in there while the ref's not looking so you know kind of cheating but you know the fans are behind them you know it couldn't be any more behind the fantastics they're going to sell just tons of merch as i've talked about on the last show just tons of merch um I want to say there's a uh, i didn't put a, t- a 1050 mike if you go to 1050 on this you know the 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 uh, Fantastics get a tandem arm drag. They get a tandem drop kicks, and then there's a backdrop in there. And I don't know what happened. You, you, if you're not paying attention, you see what Norville Austin does and stuff. In just a second, they're fixing to go to the, uh, the, the double. There's the double arm drag. Uh, there's the drop kicks, and they're gonna whip them both into the ropes at the same time. And I want you to watch Mike what Norville does. He just takes instead of doing a sunset flip or anything, he's just gonna flop into the what's he doing there he just took a face bump he just took a face bump because they're pretty pretty crazy and stuff um but uh without a doubt it's just rocking at the end the crowd is just freaking nuts um this crowd thanksgiving crowd is just couldn't be any hotter um it, it really couldn't um coco again coco puts on a show during this there's no you know you can't deny there's a reason that he went on to do what he did in wwf and be such an entertainer uh you know you know i don't know about all his technical stuff but he's an entertainer and stuff um tommy after he knows he knows how to get the guys over i mean it's it's, that's how all it is to it Tommy, after selling forever, makes a hot tag to Bobby. Bobby in, uh, Dom will stretch on Coco. Norvell's going to jump off the top rope but hit Coco. And so uh, Bobby's going to pin Norvell as uh, Tommy kind of at the same time kind of pins Coco at the same time. And it's, it's one, two, three. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. PYTs lose. Sometimes uh, love is like a pile driver. <laughs> Nah, it was good, oh, man. I, okay, I, I, I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed it. It was good. That the fan and the Fantastics win. The girls watch the Fantastics the leave the ring. <laughs> oh, they're being mobbed. 
That is big time. They know they got something right there. I yeah. mean, look at that. Look at that. Those guys can't control it. Those girls can't control themselves. There you go. Get them some sugar, man. You know, come on. That's look, what they're I mean, look at they're, the guys trying to separate the girls from them as they, and it, it's amazing. It really was. I yeah. couldn't understand. I really thought they were going to uh, possibly give the titles to the PYTs. I, I don't think right here I knew the Midnight Express were coming in. You didn't know that till till it aired. I thought, uh, you know, they never did give the titles to the PYTs. I'm not sure if we're going to see them again. Maybe we will, but uh, Midnight Express are coming in, and that's going to be a, a real feud for the Fantastics. The PYTs are, you know, going to be afterthoughts. Yep. They were around um they the, the PYTs they, they they were in for a few months though give them credit they did good stuff while they were there uh, some of the stuff like the thing with Coco and Butchery that they never really paid off or connected but they did some good stuff so we go from that with the uh, Fantastics winning to Akbar versus Chick Donovan for those who haven't you know not aren't Patreon members yet there's this storyline Donovan was injured by Khan. So that's why, you know, Donovan isn't happy and he wants a piece of Akbar's ass and, you know, he wants to get even. So that kind of is uh, the, the the long, the, the short story of, of why this match is, I guess, kind of happening. Lance, what do you have from Chick Donovan versus Akbar? Yeah, I'll say that, you know, Khan came in uh, on the May 6th Texas Stadium show and attacked at the end of the six-man match. We remember that he uh, beat down uh, Chick Donovan he uh, and, and messed up his knees, and the reason we have this match. We saw him attack Kevin pretty brutally, Kevin bleeding from the match, uh, at, from the mouth, and we had the Texas death match. And that is killer con in a nutshell of what he did the the time he was the six months he's in town um here we've got chick they've you know chick's just been a jobber basically the entire time he was in world class he's come back and the only reason we have faith in this is that he's going against akbar who's you know not a wrestler so to say even though he, he absolutely has been wrestling forever but you know if if chick was fighting killer con right here we would we would give him no chance at all we never saw you know chick have any kind of winning record or anything we might have seen him here and there but you know Really, we didn't. Um, Killer Khan leaves ringside as the match starts. They uh, they do mention that Rip Oliver is coming in, and um, besides, you know, of course, the Midnight's and Billy Jack that we mentioned. But you know, Rip Oliver's coming in, and that's another Pacific Northwest guy. You know, it's kind of a unspoken, you know, connection of all the Pacific Northwest guys that come down to Dallas. You know, Al, Al drills back up there, and of course, he had been down here. Adams came from up there. Uh, around this time is when Lance Von Erich was probably getting picked and going to be going up there because he's going to show up uh, just a little under a year from now, and he's gone up there to train. And again, Rip Oliver, Grappler, Billy Jack, all those guys. Um, after some offense, Akbar gets the advantage and goes after Chick's knee and works it over for a while. So they stretch this out, you know, this this feud that the fans are kind of not really – they don't really care because, uh, again, it's Chick, you know, I'm sorry. Long rest hole as Akbar um, has some kind of claw on Chick's abdomen for a long time. Donovan gets back in control, trying to hurt Akbar's leg on the ring apron, and gets a you know gets the crowd into it a little bit and works a step over toe hold. Uh, uh, anyways, but Khan eventually back down the aisle, comes in to save Akbar, and then we get Gordy back in for another uh, 
round here and stuff and the crowd's just out of control is they're going to try to stretch this out for another month but as i've already spoiled it uh connie is going to be leaving really fast this match went on for way too long (laughs) way too long uh any other thoughts lance as you recapped it there for us with gordy hitting the ring and attacking con and akbar with his cowboy boot no nothing all right well, I was going to cue something up, but this thing decided to freeze up on me. So hold on one second. Uh, give me a minute. Uh, we're going to go to Kevin Von Erich and then Chris Adams. They're, they're going to cut a promo if I can ever get to it. Hold on one second. All right, here we go. Give me, here it is. Before this main event, we had an opportunity to talk to Kevin Von Erich and Chris Adams. Here's our interview first with Kevin. Right here with Kevin Von Erich just before his bout with Chris Adams. This is the time, the one you've been looking for. Well, Bill, uh, I made all these people a promise. I'm going to hold up to it. Uh, folks, you're never going to see a match like you, you're going to see here in just a minute. This is, uh, you could say this is uh, kind of going to be Kevin his best and Kevin his worst. You be your own judge. But I, I made you a promise. What Chris Adams did to me, I'm not going to let it go. I've told you he's going to leave this building the same way I left the Cotton Bowl. I'm going to hold to that. So winning uh, is important, but you want to really lay him out. Well, yeah, okay, winning's kind of important, but I told you I've got a, I've got a mission here tonight. I, I'm not going to call it revenge. I'm going to call it justice. We've got to talk to Chris in a moment. Do you want to say anything to him? I'll do my talking in the ring. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Thank Good you. luck. Thank you. That was Kevin Von Erich. And now in the dressing room with his mentor and manager, Gary Hart, we turn our attention to the Englishman, Chris Adams. Chris Adams, Kevin Von Erich says he's going to send you out of the ring just the same way you sent him out at the Cotton Bowl. Listen, Bill. Idle threats do not worry me. Idle? Idle threats do not worry me. All I'm interested in is one, two, three in the middle of the ring. And then when I get that, I'll show everybody that I can beat him, as I did in the Cotton Bowl. Did you see the Cotton Bowl? I saw the Cotton Bowl. Did you see my shoulder up? Did you see my shoulder up when it, I thought ref- it was close, yes. the Texas referee count? <laughs> All I'm interested in is a one, two, three, Bill. And when I get that, if he wants any rough stuff, that's okay with me because everybody saw how he went out last time. Are you, are you threatening him now? I'm not threatening him. What I'm saying is it could happen again. We shall see. Chris Adams. And Chris Adams and Kevin Von Erich in our main event on world-class championship wrestling. So quick reminder for those who haven't seen it and are new to world-class, if you haven't, I'm assuming most have, Chris Adams busted open Kevin Von Erich pretty good with a wooden chair to the back of the head. And we're going to settle that tonight, I guess, is where we're going. So I'll throw it to you, Lance. We got Adams versus Kevin up next. These two are off and running from the beginning uh, they were by the audio table and it's causing audio issues with Mercer's mic as they're fighting over there, man, another war. What do you think? It's on, you know, and the crowd is just freaking nuts. Uh, Adams in the ring early. You can see trash was thrown in the ring already at, uh, Chris Adams and stuff. They're brawling at a hundred miles an hour. Um, it definitely is not the cotton bowl match. The cotton bowl match to me was not, it was boring to me. Because it really was, it was, they did a scientific match. You know, they agreed before the match to do a scientific, and I th- it was slower paced. This, there's no uh, baloney. I mean, Kevin. Somebody needs to tell Ke- Kevin this is a work. 
Again. Now, it, it, he gonna, you know, Kevin <laughs> believes that it's Texas style right here, as he says. He's going in, going at it till finally Chris Bell's to the ringside. He's back in. I mean, I wrote here, as you said, Chris is fighting for his life. <laughs> Basically, it does. Kevin does look stiff as can be in this. Um, there's a super kick in there while Kevin was on his knees. Um, Adams to the top, but Kevin makes him fall down off the ring. Um, it's it's very short. It's very short. I, uh, it, I it felt short when I was there live. I was not. It was not cool. Um, eventually, Kevin's gonna. They're just you know they're brawling as it can be. The match is just not that long. Kevin tries a monkey flip out of the corner, but Hart holds Adams' trunk, so Kevin falls back, bumping his head. Adams with a splash and grabs Kevin's tights and gets the one, two, three. So I thought it was kind of flat. It was kind of, you know, it's kind of strange there to be the last match on that kind of show. And it, it's that short and Kevin gets to one, two, three, but you know, Kevin had been pushing that he was going to put Adams in the uh, hospital. And I don't know if you're going to play that Mike where he gets on the mic. Um, uh, I don't know if you have that ready. I, I can yeah, go on to keep on it. going. Go ahead. But anyways, Kevin gets on the mic, even though he gets pinned, he gets on the mic and says, I made you people a promise. And that was that he had been pushed and he was going to put him in the hospital. We'd seen that for weeks on the Channel 11 show. And we had an interview on the last episode. So Kevin ringside, Kevin uh, gets the only wooden chair inside a reunion arena. <laughs> How convenient. So it's the same kind of wooden chair that uh, Chris Adams busted on uh, Adams head. I mean, that right. on Kevin's head. So Kevin's got the mic now. Here it is. Uh, this is after Kevin loss. Microphone. Kevin has picked I up. I made these people a promise, and I'm holding to it, baby. Here comes Gary Hart gets slammed on the hip. Into the corner. Buckley. Here comes Kevin in. Now Chris has the chair, and he and David Manning. Kevin drop kicking Chris. Kevin with the chair again. Now Manning is trying to stop him. Chris knows what's in court for him. And over his head now goes Chris. <laughs> Kevin smashing Chris with the chair. Here comes Hart in. And Hart is hit. Hart has something in his handkerchief. He's dick. Oh, Chris is smashed again. Kevin down has broken the chair over Chris's head. Chris has a... Gash on his head, and Kevin is now doing the same to Chris as Chris did in the cotton move. And they're going to have to pull Kevin off. Chris is in danger right now. Kevin has gone absolutely wild. Here comes Hazard in. Adams flattened. Two blows to the head. Gary Hart. Now, you heard it. He was swinging for the fences, Lance, and we got a busted open Chris Adams, and he gave it right back to him like he got it on Cotton Bowl on the Cotton Bowl show. He did, but of course Chris did uh, did juice himself there. That was uh, he didn't get busted open hard way by any means. Uh, it, the only wooden chair in, in Reunion Arena. They did the uh, the Manning held the chair in front while Kevin drop kicked it. Not not making it look like he did it on purpose, but he did. You know Manning did that. Uh, 
you know, he gets he gets a little uh, licking on him. I tell you what, he, he he puts it on him pretty good. It's better than what I remembered being there live. I thought live it was just so fast. I wanted to see more of a beat down, I guess, you know, I'm a Von Erich fan. But uh, they do. Uh, Chris does not go out on a stretcher. They're having to carry him out, though. They He's got his arms on two security guards as they pull him out. Kevin uh, gets on the mic, said he really wasn't satisfied with it. So, uh, you know, the feud's got to go just a little further on. We got to we got to thank uh, a Christmas show to put on. Right. <laughs> you're right. And it was very fast. Like what you're talking about from start to finish, like even right there where Kevin grabbed the mic for a second. That whole thing was like seven minutes and that was it. So that and that didn't even include the match. That was that includes the the after of the match where, you know, Kevin's got the chair and he's bloodying up Adams. So the match itself was like maybe four and the, the aftermath was like three. So, yeah, it was only seven minutes of that. So I could see how if you're young and you're there, you're like, man, that went by way too quick. You wanted to see a brawl. But like you said, we got more stuff and more storytelling. We've there. seen longer brawls before. You know, the Freebirds and Von Erichs had a, you know, six-man tornado matches that, you know, brawled on and on. And I would have... I just needed a little more meat and potatoes of this match. The The match was short. Uh, they could have brought just anything. I needed two or three more minutes, and I would have been more satisfied than uh, than it was, especially being there. But he got he got some revenge. Everybody's happy. It's Thanksgiving. They still got that huge Gordy Con thing uh, during the show. So you know, all's good. Time to keep moving to the next one because Mercer certainly mentioned that the Christmas show's coming up. He's <laughs> he's trying to sell it best he yeah. can. Yeah. So like for. That basically is a wrap for the December 8th episode. So uh, anything else, Lance, from Thanksgiving Star Wars from World Class? No, you know, do you want to cover that Nicola Stella match next time? Um, No, we'll do it on this one real quick because we might There's as well. There's nothing to um, say. There's not much to say. Um, you know, uh, let me just go through it real quick. Yeah, the, yeah, the, we might that as December, well. So the next episode was the December 15th episode, and it's just a review show except at the 19th. Uh, 1954 seconds that right there it's a uh, baby doll versus Stella and uh, Stella's now with her short hair because of course they cut her hair in Fort Worth and uh, whew, man she's uh, I don't I don't think it helped her helped her look by any means and and the, again blood is all over this ring these girls are fighting in this, uh, you know, on the mat doing the uh, that girl valet style, if you will, where they just kind of roll around for a lot of this, uh, even though uh, even though uh, Stella May is a real wrestler, you know, it's still she looks she's doing the same kind of things that Sunshine and Precious did, and so, <clears throat> pardon me, they uh, they just brawl. Nicola Bell's out, you know, Gina Gino's out to kind of give her some help. Um, Stella flips Nic- Nicola back in and she bails out. Mike then, Mike Von Erich then comes out to kind of offset Gino. Uh, Nicola gets the advantage with the double axe handle to Stella and she's, she's stomping on her. Um, <laughs> it all, it all just looks like crap. <laughs> That's basically it. And I'm finally, glad you Sun- said it. 
<laughs> Finally, Sunshine with the uh, aerosol spray to Nicola. She falls back, and Stella pins her on the bloody-soaked canvas. I mean, there's a shot of the canvas right there. We see uh, the hair that they had cut from Stella May all over the ring. It makes me wonder if they had thought about a hair match right in this time. You know, Were they thinking about putting Nicola's hair up? Were they thinking about putting Gino's hair up or something like that? Because Gino, at this time, he had already lost his hair years ago to... Uh, to uh, Jose Lothario. And of course, something's coming up in 85 that we won't ruin for people that don't know what's happening. Um, end of the match, Mike and Gino have kind of a short brawl. Mike runs Gino out. Uh, Sunshine has the scissors as Stella's it got Nicola down, but Gino's back in. And there's a tease of getting Gino's hair too, but he escapes and she, uh, Nicola escapes. So there's there's not really any haircut. And again, this is the somewhere in the middle of the card. And uh, that is about it for Stella and Baby Doll in World Class. We're not going to see, I don't know if we see Stella again. Baby Doll definitely was supposed to be around some more. And she, uh, she'll say on Twitter that she was double booked for Christmas. She says that, but I don't see where she was booked. She's not on the, on the program for, for Christmas, but she'll say she was, which I don't understand how she you say you're double booked when you're supposed to, uh, when you're in a feud here in world class and you're going along and they give you your start. It just seems like, you know, dusty decided he wanted her and she left, but, uh, she will say that she was double booked for Christmas. I, I don't understand that, but anyway, that's a, uh, that's all I know. Um, a couple of things real quick. You know, Starquare 884 was going on the same night as this. Uh, our old friend Brian Adias from World Class, he was on that show. That's the Flair Dusty match with uh, Joe Frazier as the referee. And they stopped the match because Dusty has a big old cut on his eye. Um, uh, Mid South was having a big show that night. Things like that. You know, it was Christmas. It was uh, Thanksgiving uh, and wrestling go hand in hand. Back in the day, you had a. Uh... Major holidays, you had your major wrestling events, and uh, different time, different time, definitely, you know. You know, Mike, I know we went through that pretty fast. You know, that's kind of how we do these shows. You know, I, I get talking. I might get into de- some tiny details here and there that, you know, some people are not interested in. But that's what we do here on the on this world-class cast. And if uh, people become patrons um, on the site, they can go back and see some of our, our mat, uh, things we've covered. You know, I, I think that April 1st, 83 show with uh, Kevin and uh, Flair was fantastic. I think the Iceman uh Harley race match the uh the country whipping match from November of 83 things like that of course the Texas Stadium I think we uh did a heck of a good job on that and one of the sh- uh, sleeper shows I think we did was the uh, June 17th uh reunion arena show where kevin fought harley race and i think kevin puts on a quite a show there where his uh shoulders messed up yet he keeps fighting while david wants to uh throw in the towel basically for him and uh i think uh you'll have a good time if you come back and watch uh, listen to some of our shows or if you're a patron you get to uh, see the video well and let me toot your horn for a second when you when you do when we do these episodes so lance had mentioned earlier in this episode how you know, he he lived in in the Dallas Fort Worth area, so they got the, all the shows that are on the network, but they also got the uh, CBS show, right, Lance? The yeah, the, Channel uh, Eleven KTTV. Right now, it's the, CBS the, in Dallas. They're yeah. at CBS but, yeah. now, right? So they got it, it, they got a they got another show. They got a second show each week from Fort Worth, and so what Lance is really good at since he lived it is there are a lot of pieces that are missing 
from and not missing intentionally. What I'm saying is that the WWF he edited out. All I'm saying is there are a lot of things in the shows on the network that just aren't spelled out. They aren't described. So Lance, having the knowledge from what happened on those Fort Worth shows and the Channel 11 shows, he then pieces it all together as we go through the world-class journey. So, like, we'll see these matches where we have no clue that there's supposedly a feud going on, and Lance will say, well, no, what happened at Fort Worth in the, the week before that that built this up is X, Y, and Z. So that's kind of what we do and what, well, what Lance really does well on this, tying it all together so that these the things you actually see on the network They'll make a little bit more sense because you'll get the stories from the person who lived it and was there. So that's what one of the best benefits about uh, joining our Patreon page and becoming a, a BTT Patreon member at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, like I said, we are we are over two years into the world-class journey, so uh, we're steamrolling right ahead. We're going to get into 1985 soon and uh, Christmas Star Wars at the end of 84 and all that good stuff. So uh, there was a lot of great times in the, the years we've done so far. So, yeah, please join. This was a bonus show. We hope you appreciated it, and happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. And uh, this is our way of saying thanks for being BTT fans and listeners. So I don't know, Lance, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, I hope everybody, um, if you haven't, check out my Twitter. It's kind of dedicated to uh, history of world class. You know, I do have a lot of the guys here, you know, on this show, they, they tease me about my programs. But I do have programs going back for, to 1948, starting in the Sportatorium uh, through every decade. And I, I have so much stuff on the uh, on my Twitter, plus a link to uh, being a patron here at Booking the Territory. And we have a lot of fun. The other shows, you know, it's kind of like a, a crazy fraternity house here. I'm, I'm kind of the straight laced one while everybody else kind of loose and uh has a good time but uh i think uh, i think we do a good job they they do a hell of a job on the nwa shows that come out every week they cover the old nwa show plus a uh, smoky mountain episodes and uh i think they do a hell of a job on there it's some comedy it's a good time i think uh you won't regret giving them a shot no i appreciate it lance so i don't have anything else man i appreciate you Doing this and uh, letting us, uh, and I'll say letting us, but uh, putting us up on the, the free feed so that everybody can get a taste of kind of what we do on these on these shows. And this one probably is a little bit longer. Uh, we also, sometimes we get a little sidetracked on those shows as well. well. We'll talk about other topics, whether it's current wrestling that I've seen and Lance has seen, just anything else or anything memorable that was going on in various territories and whatnot during that time. Lance has a good memory for that stuff, so... It's really a good time, so we hope you consider becoming a Patreon member, tinyurl.com slash BTT. Also, it is the holiday season, so please use our Amazon link. That is tinyurl.com slash Amazon. A great way to support this show without spending anything extra. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it every single time they shop on Amazon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything extra. And it just helps to show out when you use that link. Lance, Hopper's not here. Doc's not here. So I'm going to throw it at you to do the honors of the close of the show. You want to hit the tagline for me? Well, I hate to do it so fast because that just means everybody has to get back to being with their family or their in-laws, wherever they're at for Thanksgiving. But uh, (laughs) it's been a good time, Mike. Book it, bitch.
Welcome to World Class Championship Wrestling from the world famed Sportatorium here in downtown Dallas, Texas, the most famous wrestling arena in the world. We bring you World Class Championship Wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer, and great to have you with us wherever you may be throughout the world. 